and welcome back to the Dream Lab Series podcast. My name is Audrey Diaz Robles, and I am super excited because today, not only am I joined again with Sabrina, but we have the whole Dream Team with us today. Yay! Hey, guys. Hi. I'm excited. I'm Sabrina here, and it's always exciting to be in the room with Christine and Stephanie. Hey, guys. You have Christine, a partner at the Dream Lab. And last but not least, Steph is here. Woohoo! I can't. <laughs> and today, Audrey's going to kick it off because she is the queen of today's topic. Well, here's the thing, guys. This week in the Dream Lab Collective, we are talking about habits. We are spending the month of February really talking about the kind of woman that we want to become and what it takes to become her. And so this week, we're you know, deep diving into habits. So we decided, you know what, we need to have a general conversation about habits and discipline and what that looks like for each of us. The book of the month, because every month we also pick a book to read with the collective, is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And one of the things that he says is that in order to create real change in our lives, because, you know, we're not that far away from the from the beginning of the year, January just passed. And usually people are like, I'm going to eat clean. I'm going to work out. I'm going to, you know, create this whole list of new to do things. And he says that that's not the way to create a new habit. The way to create a new habit is to create a new identity. And what does it take to create a new identity? It takes creating those habits because every time that you do that activity of the person that you want to become, that's casting a vote for that person. So every day you wake up and you have this choice, like, am I going to work out? Am I not going to work out? Well, if you do choose to work out, you're casting a vote to become the kind of person that does work out. And it works the other way. So if you choose not to do it, you're casting a vote to become the kind of person that does not work out. So it gives you so much to think about when identity is something that you get to pick every day. I like that because one of the things that I have a mental block around is the idea of changing the habits, right? Because it just sounds hard or when it gets hard, it's just easier. And I like the fact that it can, you can reframe it, that you get to cast a vote for who you want to be and consciously make a choice for that new person. And I strongly believe that you can love yourself and still understand that you have to undergo changes to become better. So I, I like the way that he frames things a lot. Um, because I have a thing about the word habit and discipline at times, like a love hate relationship with it. Uh, because it just discipline reminds me of when I was a child and I don't like that. <laughs> but you know, I do like that. Um, I'm curious to see like, how Christine or Steph feels about just overall habits and, and, and discipline and becoming the women that you want to become or becoming. Kirsten, I mean, this one? <laughs> I mean, it's super tough for me. I mean, that's why this month, especially like I, you know, both me and Steph talked about it. Like we really wanted to join all of the coaching calls this month because it feels like this is just so relevant and pertinent and definitely a like, I mean, I could speak for myself, like personally a struggle, like discipline has always been something I've struggled with. And 
I think for me, it goes deeper into the why of it. Like it kind of touches a little bit into what you were saying, Sabrina, about like not, um, I don't know, for I, whatever you just said, it kind of reminded me of this idea of control, like having control over my own life and like growing up feeling like I didn't want other people to have control over what I did. And like, I kind of always have rejected routine and rejected like discipline and routine for that reason, because I just, the, the idea of like monotony and like falling into something that's like a routine or ass of me, um, I don't know, it makes me feel like it's not in my own control. So I think there's definitely like a bit of like reprogramming mentally that I need to do with maybe going back to like reframing it the way Audrey was talking about, like, you know, casting a vote for yourself and really taking back that power and taking back that control and kind of defining, you know, al aligning with the fact that your decisions are the one that's gonna create, you know, the, the future that you want, that you envision for yourself. Um, but I think it's it's mental, like it's still a journey that I'm on. So it's not something that I've, I've figured out by any means. Yeah. Sorry. So I was so kismet about this conversation happening today is that a year ago today we were at the Oprah um, summit thing. And I think one of the biggest takeaways for me in that was that a lot of my not having discipline or not having the consistency that I feel like I, I want to have and that I should have every day is based in fear. Like I, I think there was this one line that she she that Oprah had said, and it was like fearful of becoming everything you know you're meant to be because I don't know, I, like I know that I'm meant for more and I know that I can go so much further than where I am today, but I just am fearful of getting, I don't know, of like getting all the things that I know that I, I wanna be and all the things that I know are in my path. It's so true. I totally agree with that. What was, it, what was, this, what was the, the quote exactly? It was so It was like, you're not fearful of failing. You're not, you're not in fear of failing. You're fearful of fall, falling. Fall. Let me fall. Let me pick it. You keep going guys and I'll, get it. it I know I have it somewhere. You're afraid of how great you could be, right? And it's like self-sabotage. You're afraid of like your greatness, like your potential. And I oh, think here it goes. you're not afraid of failing. You're afraid of being the most powerful self, which is what I really feel like my not being consistent is, is based in fear of always feeling like, I don't know, like I, I know that I can have more, but what it, what happens when I get there? And if it's, if it's not enough or I don't know, I don't know what it's all based in, but I know it's based in fear. I don't know what I'm fearful of, but I just know that I'm afraid of something. So I guess, you know, if you can be one thing is being self-aware. So <laughs> that's the first step. It's interesting you say that because I would say a year ago, I probably did feel that way. And I think the best thing I did this past year is, really get in touch with that new identity that Audrey's, that Audrey just mentioned, right? Um, and understanding that having and becoming a new identity doesn't mean that I don't love the current self. And I was afraid of honestly, all the responsibility that I was going to come. But what I didn't realize was the choices that I was going to have in that process. And again, a journey that is still ongoing. Um, Audrey, what's your journey been like? Because I think from the outside, people could have the assumption, right, of the perfect routine and habits, but, you know, no one is perfect. And so maybe you can share a little bit about your insight around how you make these decisions. It's so interesting to me to hear the way you guys see discipline and routine because I see it the total opposite. I, you see, I used to be really lazy. 
like extremely lazy and with my nutrition, with work, everything. Like people that, that have known me well for like growing up see me now and they say like they can't believe I'm the same person because I see discipline and routine as me killing my old self because that version of me did not serve me. That version of me kept me lazy and in the same place. So every time that I wake up and I dominate myself, it's a win. And even in the book, Atomic Habits, he talks about how routine is so vital for our brains because our brains are multitasking and processing all these functions at the same time. So if our brains can figure out how to streamline something, it makes it so much more effective. So my routine makes me so much effective, so much more effective because I know that my prayer is going to happen, my workouts going to happen, my personal development is going to happen, and it's to a point now that I don't think about it. So I don't negotiate with myself ever about if I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it because I know it's going to get done, and that makes me feel like such a badass. <laughs> I think we're gonna slow clap for that one. I yeah, feel like slow clap for sure. <laughs> I, I will say, yeah, I will say, like, I am not at the beginning of the stage. I'm not quite where Audrey is, but I am at the stage where I can relate to what you're saying is I'm aware enough to know that my brain actually can't tell the difference if a habit serves me or doesn't serve me. But the one thing that can is my body, right? And my emotions. And so now I'm very in tune with who I want to be. And I know that that routine instead of it feeling before with like, really, like, this is what I have to do every day. Now it's like, I get to do this because I get to feel better long term, right. And so whenever there's doubt in my head, now, I know that my brain actually doesn't does can't tell the difference between whether this is going to serve me or not. But long term, a day or a week or a month in my body will, right. Um, From feeling tired to feeling anxious to all the ways that our body really clues you in on what's serving you and what isn't. Right. And so I like to hear Audrey's excitement about it. Cause I think I'm like on the cusp because when the days that I don't, and I do fall short, I'm like, no, hell no. Like it just feels so much better to get those things done. Yeah. Can you guys think about like both you and Audrey, like back when you were at the beginning stage? Um, and because I think everything you're saying is totally, and I think most of our like our community and our listeners would totally would agree, and it makes sense. And like logically, you're like, yes, I agree, and I this is why I'm showing up. This is why I'm like taking the coaching. This is why I, I want to do these things. But how in the beginning, when you're trying to create these behaviors, do you quiet? The, the mind when you wake up and like the excuses start to come in right and your mind's like yeah well maybe I'll do it tomorrow or like I don't really feel like doing this today or I don't really have to do this right now or like how do you or how did you when you were kind of starting to cultivate those behaviors move past that stage I was at a conference with John C. Maxwell who is one of the world's leading leadership experts and he was talking about how you have to be productive every day. And he says, you have to pick five things and you have to do them every day. Whatever those things are for you, that's gonna move the needle on your productivity on who you wanna be. And I remember listening to him thinking like, oh my God, I don't have a plan of action for my life. I don't have these things that I do every day that's gonna 
bring me forward. And, you know, we kind of have this feeling like one day it will just happen, but that's not true because we have to happen to our lives or nothing happens. So I think it starts with that vision. And I remember clearly the day that I decided to start working out. I'm going to talk about working out. Um, start working out at five o'clock in the morning because, you know, our habits are so many. But for me, I started thinking to myself, okay, so I want to be this kind of person, right? Because I think that's one of the good places in order to in, for us to compare ourselves. Only compare yourself to someone that you look up to, someone that you want to be like. So I would look at those people and I would say, okay, what do they have in common? What do this group of people have in common? Okay, they're waking up at early to wake, work out. I guess I have to do that. And I remember the first time I did it, I wanted to puke. Like it just felt ungodly to be up before the sun. And I, I did my workout and it was just like, I was nauseous. I think I actually did puke. And it took me a couple of weeks to get used to it. But it's like, I would open my eyes and I would have to give myself a pep talk. Like Audrey, do you want to be this kind of person or are you just gonna stay in bed? And you have to be able to kick your own ass, you do because you have to ask yourself like, am I, am I happy here or do I need to do something with myself? Yeah, Audrey's a, Audrey, I know like three or five people, no, I think I know like three people in my hand who are like Audrey, who can make a decision and move forward with it. I'm a little bit of a slow starter um, because I felt very comfortable extremely yeah. comfortable. My comfort was so comforting that I didn't even realize it was comfort. I was like, I'm actually good. Yeah, same, same. That's, yeah. that's it. My comfort was so comforting. And it is not until I stepped out of that comfort zone slowly, when I realized, like Audrey said, now, yes, I open my eyes. And the moment that I doubt comes in, it's like, no, Sabrina, like the person you want to be doesn't do this. You know, because that vision, that future vision of myself is so clear now. It took me, Audrey knows she's been part of this journey, not as quickly as it did for her because my resistance was so large. It was comparable to my comfort. I mean, the very first time, like Audrey said, picked somebody and, you know, yes, I wanted to, let's go with working out. Like I want, Audrey was one of the first people I called and I said, well, what do you do? And she told me, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, that's not me. Um, I'm the person who used to get mad or not mad, but annoyed that like it would be 1030 or 11 on a Saturday. And my husband would be like, what's wrong? I'm like, you're talking to me and it's before 11. Like, what do you mean? What's wrong? I don't want to be up and about peppy in the morning like but that was a choice at the time I didn't realize a choice at the moment I was owning who I thought I was I thought I was not a morning person I thought that this is just who I am and to be honest the only thing that changed between then and now is being open to learning and being aware of certain things where I was clearly able to see that that actually was a choice when I realized that my comfort was a choice, that my decisions of not being a morning were a choice, that was hard to sit with. And like Audrey said, you have to kick yourself in the ass because I'm like, oh shit, like I'm this person because I choose to do these things every day. And so it is not because I was born this way. It's not because I was, I just have these personality traits. It's like, 
this is my choice. And now I have to live with the fact that if I don't change that, wherever I am at that moment, it's still my choice. And I wasn't comfortable with that. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's interesting. I, this Today I was listening to this podcast and it was talking about exactly this. And it was saying a lot of the times we don't want to kill the old self where we, we were comfortable um, because of past traumas or because we've been comfortable, like we're saying. And it's because we know who we are now. And in order to, we, we're defining ourselves right now, right? Like we're resilient because we work nine to five or we're resilient because of whatever trauma we went through. And it's hard to redefine that. It's, it's not it's not hard actually, but I think we get so stuck in who we think we are and who we in, and what we think we know. And, and it's like you're saying to think about who you wanna be, um, which is super interesting. It's just all about change. And like just thinking about like Audrey said and like Sabrina saying is like, who do you want to be? Who like is is it that person who's staying in bed or is it that person who's working out? And I've been in those scenarios and I've talked myself out of bed. But my like I had how do you guys stay consistent? I guess like it's easy to do that conversation one day, two days, three days. But it's like that consistency that you guys have that that blow me away. I had a mentor talk to me about controlling the controllable. So there's so many factors that are out of our control, obviously, but there are things that are totally in our control. Again, it's I think it goes back to also John C. Maxwell and what he said, picking five things that you do every day that will move the needle for you in your life. And I think stuff like what you said really, really resonated because part of the reason that I am so disciplined is because the vision of who I want to be is so big. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be right here, like where I want to go. I'm, and I'm going to share it with you guys. And this is it's important to dream big. I close my eyes and I can see myself in an arena with thousands of people motivating people. I can see that and I feel that. And I know that who I am today has to be in training to be that woman. It's not just going to happen because of what I'm doing now. It's going to take an, a con continuous of evolution of myself <laughs> i think like listening to you guys speak it's really clear like having the vision and being like committing to this vision of yourself and your life is is so important like the quote that says like if you don't know where you're going any road will take you there um i think that comes back to the comfort right like that was, I'm comfortable. I love my life. Like there's nothing wrong in my life, which is why it's so hard for me, I think, to like push myself to adapt different behaviors, right? That I, but also if I think about why am I not that committed to adapting different behaviors, it comes back to, I haven't taken the time to get really clear about who I want to be and what is this next stage of life for me? Like, I know I want more. I know I'm meant for more and all the things, and I know I can have everything, but specifically exactly like what is that picture of a person that I want to be I think that once I can get clear about that and like agree with myself like yes that is something I'm I'm, I'm commit I'm claiming or I'm, I'm doubling down on that's what I want for myself then I think it will become harder to just kind of you know procrastinate and ignore or the decisions that I don't make every day um because I am aware that it's all in my like the ball is in my court, right? And the, the things that I'm doing or I'm not doing, it is my conscious decision. But that's still not enough to motivate me to do something different because I haven't yet gotten clear about what those different things will take me to. 
you know, or what I want them to take me to in a sense. And I'll add that that is that journey is different for everyone. For me, it took a lot of wanting to find that vision because even when I have had that vision as big as it is, um, there's a lot of fear that comes in because I've actually never been like a hard worker. I'm not someone that was ever like, I'm going to, I'm a workaholic and I'm going to work and grind until I get what I want. That's never been me. And so I had fears around if I have something that big and I don't have that work ethic, let's put it that way. How am I going to get there? But now I know that my job is not to figure out the how, which has been like my biggest, um, my biggest challenge. And, and I say that because now I know that, you know, I can't focus on what hasn't happened. I can only focus on what's happening right now. And like Audrey put it into the right words, which is like, I have to train myself to be that person, however that person shows up. And, you know, um, I went to a Catholic school, so I'll just share a funny story, but I used to have a teacher in sixth grade who used to say, you can't pray for good grades um, because that's not how it works. Like you need to put in the work, you need to study. And then you just ask, then the day before, if you put in all the work, you can ask for just the the support that you need and God will show up in the ways that you do. This is what she used to tell us before tests. And now I know that it's the same thing. Like I can't pray for that magic moment. I have to put in the work now. And and when I pray, I I really just ask for the courage to keep going. But I don't ask for the answers anymore. Um, and that's been recent. And I think what really helps me and like you said, what what's that journey like is finding someone to hold you accountable. So whether it be our community, whether it be a coach, whether it be a friend um, who's on the same path, in my case, that has been Audrey. And she's kind of seen me like be like gun ho and then be like, eh, gun ho and then eh, because I am not consistent. And that's the next piece that I'm working on right now. So Steph, I'm not consistent. I think I'm 70-ish percent there. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm probably a little less than you, but I do fall into that same routine where like I get consistent and I'm feeling really rejuvenated and something comes along my, you know, life comes along and, and knocks you back down. But I'm like Christine said, I'm so, I feel like I'm so excited. I did the homework this weekend of writing what your dream day looks like. And I think it's that it's putting the fire under your, ass excuse my French and and just figuring out what who you want to be and what you want to do but yeah I think I think we can all use a little more consistency including myself and if you think about it you are very consistent in things that you care about yeah you make sense for what you want to do it's true yeah that's the point like you to get clear about this vision and commit to that person like really see it and like agree with yourself like that's what you want and start to care about it first, right? Like start to really care about and like get emotional about this idea of like who you who you want to be. And then maybe you'll have the strength to like overcome some of these like second thoughts when you wake up and are like, I'm not going to do this today. You so, know, I, sorry, I, there's something that my daddy used to always say to us growing up. He like, if you want to, you have to work backwards. So if you, you, you like, if you want something, think about what it is you want and think about the thing, the step right before that and the step right before that. 
in a separate before that. And I think it kind of breaks it down. So it's not so intimidating in your mind of what the discipline and the consist- consistency looks like. Reverse engineering your goals. Yep. I think what Christine said is exactly what a little bit of what I had a challenge with, which was I was creating visions and goals for myself that I was actually programmed to have, you know, so a very specific salary and very specific roles. And the reason why I wasn't able to stay consistent in that, even like let's take losing weight, like a, like a, a weight um, that I wanted to be. And to be honest, like, I don't care how much I weigh in the end. So that's why I would fall off. But now the vision is something that I've worked on and I think you you nailed it. Like I'm emotional about it. I've embodied yeah. that. And so when I work out for me now, it's because the person that I want to be has so much energy and it's in it's such a joyful state. There's just no way that somebody could be in that much physical energy without having that kind of um, endurance. And so it wasn't until I really looked at what my goals were and vision and and reframed them um, and then started to embody them. I've had um, I've had moments where I've you know really worked hard to see what this vision is and it feels foggy and it feels this or that. But then there's been moments where it's so clear like I've cried. Yeah. That's you know? powerful. I mean you got I think you have to fall in love with the idea of of your of you of your best you of like the vision for yourself and emotionally really be committed to that idea and really want it and not be like wishy-washy about it and have like oh it might be nice to do this or it might be nice to have that but like really fall in love with this vision for yourself also i have a question do you guys ever find i think this is something i'm probably toying around a lot with recently do you guys find that you don't when you're not consistent with something or you don't find the discipline within something, it's kind of your body's way of telling you that maybe that's not something that should be in your path at the moment or like refocus on something else. Or do you, probably not all the time, right? Like we have to talk ourselves into it and build that consistency. But is there ever anything that you feel your body is kind of calling you away from? Absolutely. Um, I I spent a lot of years grinding really hard in my business, and I feel like it kind of came to a crash around 2017, 2018. And I made my word of the year in 2017 grace because I had to stop feeling like I had to keep always being productive and I had to just let give myself space to be me. And I laid off on a lot of the activities that I used to have. Um, because I believe just like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I believe that at any time, you know, there's there's seasons that we go through emotionally and, and things with family and, and work. And you have to know when you can go hardcore on something and when it's time to just give yourself a break and rest and recuperate. So during even my pregnancy, my last pregnancy with Zane and that whole postpartum period, I feel like I hardly ever worked. And I was okay with that because I knew like, this is a time for me to focus on my motherhood. This is a time for me to, to just rest and enjoy everything that I've worked for. And I know that in due time, I'll pick up that side again. 
So it's, it's really important to know yourself, know what you need and not grind or, or be really hardcore on your habits just because you think it's what you should be doing. It has to come to a purpose. It's not just because you think you should, it has to serve a purpose. Yeah, I feel like I, I definitely rely on like the sounds my body, it sounds really weird, but the sounds my body makes when I'm trying to find my path. So it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people feel this year that it, we have to be productive. We have so much more time and all that, but it's it's important to think about your mental health and along with being productive. Yeah, and I, I think part of what you have to do that, like I said, um, one of the things that I learned um, through this process, like I said, is that our our brains don't know which habit service and which, but our body does. And the same thing happens, even if it's something that's good for us, right? Your body does give you these clues and these signs of what you need. And so for me, you know, I think becoming very self-aware has been helpful so that I can clearly identify like when I need rest versus when I'm creating like an excuse for myself, let's say. Um, but again, becoming really aligned with what it is that I want, I realized that when I want something, right? And when I'm enjoying it in that process, it feels less hard. And that was the biggest struggle that I had when I started this journey this idea that like it had to be a very particular way that it had to be perfect that it had to happen at a very specific time i i had a lot of resistance against that because again i i meet a lot of people who are like oh i have really strong work ethic it's not that i don't have strong work ethic and i used to think that it was like i'm always looking for a shortcut i'm a very efficient person and inefficiencies drive me crazy um and so i didn't like the rigid, like hardcore routines at first. And I, I struggled with that. And so, yeah, you have to read your body cues and you have to know that everything that we're talking about, and Audrey could probably share this, like it doesn't all happen at once. Like you can't build it all at once, right? Um, I talk to women sometimes and they're like, oh, but I can't wake up at five. I'm like, no one said you had to wake up at five. Try, try half an hour early. Like for me, that's how it started. It started with half an hour and then an hour and then to be honest my dream time is five but i'm that's the five is still not something i do consistently it's usually like around 5 30. um but i know that in my heart five would be better because it would just give me more time to do the things that i i love right and that comes with creating other routines like my night routine and staying consistent with that but i don't kill myself and i don't you know, beat myself up if I don't stay consistent with it. The trick I think for me has been to keep going, to keep trying and finding what works for me. And um, over time that has yielded more than probably doing a perfect routine that's going to kill me. And I think like driving back to the vision, the times in my life in which I've felt the most productive, the most efficient, and the most on fire because of my habits are because I've been inspired internally. And the times in which it just sucks and I don't want to do it and I drag my feet are when I feel like it's expected of me, it's an obligation, and it's the should again. Yeah, you know, I should 
be doing this. So if it doesn't come within me, from within me, I'm I don't thrive. And it, that's why it goes back to saying it's it's important to really check in with yourself and how you really feel and back to the vision. Um, I actually want to read you guys my favorite quote, and it's something that I really live by. And if I could have this on my tombstone, <laughs> I probably would. It's so dark, Audrey, but please share. <laughs> <laughs> But this is, if I, if I could tell you guys what wakes me up in the morning and what makes me stay consistent is probably this. Irma Bombeck said, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left. And I could say, I used everything you gave me. Preach. I love that. Yes. I think we're coming in. I've just... I'm curious to see Christine and Stephanie, like what does, you know, moving forward look like for you? And it's interesting. You're on mute girl. Sorry. I was going to say we're coming into like the, the mark at the end, but I'm curious to see what you guys think is next for you guys. Um, because even when you have a routine, I think Audrey and I had this conversation a, a few weeks ago and even Audrey questioned herself, like, okay, I've, I'm doing this, but what's next for me? So what does the next stage or not even stage in like actual steps, but like, what does next look like for you guys when it comes to developing, you know, in this process? Um, to be fully honest, I think I'm still figuring that out, which is why I wanted to take this month's course. Um, I have to say though, I do, I do love um, routine. It's something that I know that I thrive in. It's finding the consistency within a routine that I have issues with um, and I'm fully aware of it. And I think it's like you said, putting small milestones. So I actually downloaded this little app on my phone this week that does like, it, it, it gives you milestones like drink water in the morning for the next three days. And it doesn't allow you to add some another big thing because it overwhelms you. Um, so when it comes to next step, I want to think in small steps because I think that's when I actually stick to something. Um, so I, I think if, you know, getting through this month and, and doing the course and doing the homework and, um, you know, maybe doing a workout this week, possibly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, drinking water for the next few days is definitely on my list of consistencies and, and, and routines this week. I don't know. It's such a hard question. So I, I I think the answer to long story, long story longer, I think my next step would be starting small routines, which is continuing to journal every day and drinking my water every day. Love it. I think you're going to crush your small routine. <laughs> um, I'll follow up with you every day. Uh, I think for me, it's, it's like overcoming, it's a little bit of what everybody said today. So like stuff you hit it earlier with like being fearful of your of rising to your biggest potential and like I, that ties back to like imposter syndrome and like what what's driving that fear like why am I so afraid of claiming this vision for myself and like spending time to really identify what the my dream day looks like and what my dream life looks like um so I, I mean I think the way that we've laid out the month is exactly the right next step for me right like it's the first step which was week one which was really being taking time to like listen to yourself and listen to your heart and listen to what, you know, 
think about all the daydreams that you have and write it down. And like, what is this dream day? What is this dream life for you? And I, my first step is having the the guts or the bravery to like finally allow myself to dream big and fall in love with that vision for myself and start to emotionally just become attached to this person that I want to be. Um, and I think once I can do that, then the decisions, like we're all pretty self-aware here, right? So like, I'm aware that if I don't wake up or do this, or I'm never going to get to this vision of myself that I've now fallen in love with, right? So I think for me, that's the number one most important step. It's allowing myself to dream big and be and really claiming this vision of what I want for this next stage of my life. And that's kind of, that's where I want to go next. Can I just say one thing? If there's any reason why anybody should join the Dream Lab is for this reason right now, because here I am dreaming small and thinking about drinking water for the next few days. Why? <laughs> why? Why? What was, why? The what was the reason? Like dream big, girls, dream big. Write, write your dream day out, and that's what we're going to figure out with each other here. <laughs> For the record, writing that dream day, the very first time I had to do that exercise was so not easy, Christine. No. I was like, I, you know, and when I wrote it down, it was still, again, something I was very programmed about thinking. And I, it was really hard to detach myself from what I was already living because I, I can relate to you. Like I, I loved my life and I, I have a, I had a good job and like, there was nothing really missing. And so it feels a little bit of guilty. Like, what do you mean? Like, this isn't good enough. Right. Um, it, it has nothing to do with that. And so once I realized that it made it a little bit easy. Audrey, you want to go next? You want me to go? I just want to say that um, for those of you that are listening and are wondering like, okay, well, what does that look like for me? What habits should I be implementing in my life and how do I do it? What my mentor told me and shout out to Kim Carver for anybody that knows him. He said, well, you have to control the controllable. What five things that move the needle in your life can you do every day that you are in full control of? Like, can you do a 30 minute workout? Can you spend 30 minutes reading? Like whatever that is for you and your goals, write those five things down. And then tomorrow morning when you wake up, fit them into your day. What time are you going to do them? When the end of the day comes, you're going to look at yourself, not as a judge, like, oh, you're so stupid. You didn't get it done. You suck. You should just give up now, as we have the tendency to do. You're going to look at yourself and you're going to say, okay, well, why didn't this happen? Okay, I woke up late. So that means that tomorrow I have to wake up a little earlier in order to fit that in. Why didn't this happen? Ah, oh, I, I got in a fight with my significant other and then that just put me in a bad mood. Okay, well, what, do, what needs to happen tomorrow so I could get it done? So you give yourself grace as you go through the process because this doesn't happen overnight for anybody. And that person's a liar if they, told you, if they tell you that they can't do it overnight. So just every day, just like James Clear says, put in a vote for yourself. Keep putting in a vote for yourself eventually you'll have more votes that identify you as that kind of person as opposed to the old view. Yes, I agree with that. I think that for me, um, the big next step for me is to trust myself in the vision that I have casted. 
that that's that's the next next step for me and really starting to develop what that list is and i think for anyone who is going through this journey um the the gap can feel really big from where you are to where you want to go right um and that's why starting small stuff is important because it compounds and it keeps getting easier and better and bigger and when you get comfortable with one you can go in with the next and so for me i think you know being able to create new habits where i get very comfortable with this vision is is what's next for me and um that means really owning consistency right there's no magic in anything it's all in the consistency and it's so simple but it's so true and um and that that's really like my my next big thing and so what i've done is i've put accountability measures to help me get there because i i don't have that yet right um and so that means that i have put in place things and people that can hold me accountable um so that i can be consistent right so if i can't show up for myself and i know i'll show up for other people aligning myself with very specific things and and people will help so whether it be an app right that gives you the reminder or you tell someone what that goal is and they can help you be accountable then it makes it easier for the moments that you can't do it yourself and have grace with yourself i think i yes. I, I love what audrey said i think you know we're all just show up and do the best you can every day and that's all that's all you can do Yes, yes, yes. So thank you all for tuning in again. Um, we're excited, not only for this podcast, the guests, but also I think these of the four of us, this is our second one and maybe this should be like a monthly thing. <laughs> I'm down, let's do it. I was just thinking it's really exciting after having this conversation to see where each of us is in a year and together as the dream team. Yeah, I was thinking the same to like open back to this and kind of see the process so it's kind of cool yeah thank you all um you know where to find us on fridays make sure that you follow us on instagram the.dreamlab if you want to know what the community is go to the dreamlab.info forward slash community and you can see what it's all about but if you have any questions you can dm us any one of us on Instagram. We're always happy to have conversations with people. Our goal is for you to dream big, help you create a plan to get there, gain the confidence, habits, and discipline to be able to conquer yourself so that you can live up to your best life, whatever that is, whatever that desire you have. Thank you all. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.